Hi, welcome back to Free Podcasting. I'm Lucia. And I'm Janet. And today we're back to talk to you about a movie that uh, I would say neither one of us is super fond of. (laughs) So I picked this movie uh, and that's because I loved the book so much and I just have so many feelings, none of them good. (laughs) Uh, So I picked Girl on the Train, and, you know, like, as you know, Lucy, I've read this book, I think I've read it three times now. Oh, wow. So I was stoked when I found out that they were adapting it, but also scared, because (laughs) so many of my favorite movies have been adapted, and I feel like this is kind of like... Everyone feels this, right? Sure. Um, it's, you know, a favorite book. They adapt it. Hollywood ruins it. <laughs> so I was really, like, I was I was stoked, but I was worried. And then now I see why I was worried. I had definite reason to be worried. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Because, yeah, this is going to go along the same road of shallow hell for me. <laughs> Uh, you know, I just want to start this off because I was doing same thing. I was doing like a little bit of research uh, before I was doing notes and stuff. And surprisingly, this movie made one hundred and seventy three million dollars U.S. Yeah, <laughs> that that seems like a like a good haul. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that kind of surprised me. None of that money is mine. <laughs> I did not go see this at the theater. Some of that money um, is mine. For reasons that I will get into shortly, but I didn't go see it at the theater. Like, I just, I went to the good old library and I rented it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it, uh, the $173 million is worldwide. So the- no, it's U- that was U.S. So I don't know what it made worldwide. I didn't actually get into that. Um, but I will start with this. Because uh, I feel like this was not a critic favorite. Um, And you were actually the one that tipped me off on that because I guess you had read different reviews. Mm -hmm. So I want to read this review that I just pulled quickly yesterday. It's uh, David... Edelstein from Vulture. I really like him. He, I think he writes for New York Magazine as well, but his his film reviews are always spot on. Like I always, okay. I always totally agree. So this is what David Edelstein wrote. I got depressed early when I realized I'd be spending two hours in the hands of people who didn't know how to tell a story. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Oh boy. Exactly. Like, that may seem strong, but I was like, exactly, David Edelstein. That's exactly how I felt. You mm-hmm. just took the words right out. Like, I've, the, the main thing, and I've read this different, like, things that people have written online, uh, the main thing was they changed the location, yeah. right? That was my biggest beef. Mm-hmm. And for no reason movie. whatsoever. Yeah. Like, I think... I really feel it was, It had everything to do with uh, the director, oh. like the person who directed it, Tate Taylor. He also uh, directed The Help. Oh, okay. Did you see that? I did. Another uh, book to film mm-hmm. adaptation. And again, like I loved The Help. I didn't particularly like the movie. Right. I didn't hate the movie, but that's for another day. That's for another <laughs> podcast. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so I feel like maybe he had, he played a hand in like changing the location. Okay. Like they, you know, they Americanized. For sure. This. And the book is so 
British. Yeah. I mean, forget that it's by a British author. It takes place in London. Just the whole atmosphere, like with all the rain, like for yeah. me, while I was reading the book, the rain is such a defining factor. Mm-hmm. It sets such a, a, you know, a mood, such an eerie sort of mood. So when they changed this from like London to New York, they lost me. As soon as I heard that they were doing that, I was like, that's it. They, they, they wrecked <laughs> the movie right off the bat. Right. Because it's like they're they're messing with a fundamental, like, part of the movie that, or part of the book that, like, really makes up such a, an integral atmosphere mm-hmm. in, the, in the book. So, For me, they lost me when I heard Emily Blunt was cast as the lead. And I like Emily Blunt a lot. Yeah. But yeah. she just doesn't fit what the description of the okay, character is. your turn. It's my turn. Sorry. I'm I'm going first. Okay, so I'll start with my picks because there's a a lot to get through. Um, So we'll start with Rachel, uh, and I agree with you, like Emily Blunt. And, I mean, she was nominated for an Oscar, and she is a great actress. For sure. She really is. Uh, But I just didn't really feel that she was Rachel. Like, you know, we've talked about this before. Every time you're reading a book, like, I'm always – mentally casting it Mm -hmm. I don't know it's just a thing I do like I'll be reading it and I'm thinking oh like who would who would be like a good actor to play this role and I didn't picture her yeah me neither at all like I never would have pictured her and not to say that she wasn't good I just don't think she was the right uh choice so had I been casting this movie but you know at the same time I get why sorry I get why they cast her because they obviously wanted you know, when you're when you're casting a movie, like you need to cast people who are gonna like get you a budget, right? Yes. Yeah. So I get it. I mean, at this point, she's you know she's got a name in Hollywood. Um, because I would have chosen Andrea Riseborough. Do you know who she is? I don't. That's just it. Like she's not. You know, Andrea Riseborough probably not would not have gotten funding for the movie. I see. Um, but I think she would have been great. She was actually just in Battle of the Sexes. Oh, okay. With uh, Emma Stone, and she plays um, she plays Billie Jean King's like love interest. Okay. In the movie, I'm looking at uh, a photo she, of her, and she's still not familiar to me. She's not. You know what? That's the thing. She's not very well known and I feel like that is such a shame like she's so underrated Mm -hmm. and she's a great actress and I think that she really could have like killed this role because she is she's so good um she just hasn't had that one breakout role yet okay where people can know who she is but she's done a lot of work like she was in the the one movie that sort of where I started to know who she was was she was in she played Wallace Simpson in that W.E. movie that oh. was directed by Madonna okay she I never saw that, that. Yeah, she played, uh, she did a movie with Tom Cruise. Yeah, I did see that one, actually. And she She played a large role in that. She was good. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. I feel like people, you know, she doesn't have that name recognition, um, but she should because she's a really good actress. And I think she really could have killed this role. Mm -hmm. Like, I think she would have, I think she just would have brought, like, a whole different sort of vibe to yep. it and I think that this could have been her breakout role like yeah. I think if she 
had been cast in this role, I think she would have smashed it so hard that people would be like, oh, Andrea Riseborough, like, they would have known who she was. Yeah, that's fair. So that's kind of uh, a shame. But yeah, like, definitely if you get a chance, like, Mm -hmm. check out some of her movies, because she's an excellent actress. Okay, so moving on to Tom. (laughs) Okay. Tom... Like, the awful Tom, okay? (laughs) Oh, yeah, hang Uh, on. By the way, like, even if we don't specifically get into it, there probably will be spoilers. So if you haven't seen Girl on the Train and you plan to, pause. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay, Justin Theroux. Yeah, what a horrible choice. no! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, you know, Emily Blunt, when I heard that he was Tom, I was just like... They are killing me with these with this yeah, casting. Absolutely. I am not. You know what? I think Justin Theroux should stick to what he does best. I think he What's should just that? be a screen. He's a screenwriter. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. He is. A, he's written like a lot of. Uh, he's got a lot of screenwriting credits. He did Zoolander too. Oh, really? But that was Tropic, terrible. Remember Tropic Thunder? Oh, that was really Listen, good. Yeah. Tropic Thunder. Um, he's written a bunch of other things. I don't know, but <laughs> I think that's really where his talents lie. I don't think of him as much of a, as an actor. Okay. I really don't. Yeah. Have you watched The Leftovers? No. I haven't seen that either. Everyone says he's great in it. I don't okay. know. I just, to me, he's not Tom. Like, no. when I thought of Tom, I never would have thought of Justin Threw, and I didn't even think he was that good. Like, he's not... You know, to me, the character Tom was like uh, was like a narcissistic sociopath. For sure. And like Justin Theroux just didn't, for me, was not believable. His performance was not believable. Mm-hmm. I would have chosen Colin Farrell. Oh, okay. And you know what? I'm not choosing him because I like him. I am not a fan <laughs> of Colin Farrell okay. at all. Like, I don't, you know, I do think he's a good actor. I think he would have been perfect for this role yeah i think he's got like the grittiness Mm -hmm. i think he's got the ability because tom in the book is sort of like you know he comes across as like this oh this really nice solid guy like especially the way anna describes him like you know she spends most of the movie like uh, I mean, the reason that she's so sad is because she misses him so much because he's just such this wonderful man and she's pining for him. And mm-hmm. Tom is just this, you know, this great guy. So, and then you realize at the end, like, he's such a scumbag, right? Yeah. And I really think that Colin Farrell could have played the role with much more layers. I think he's just, like, he's got the ability to go there as an actor. Yeah. And and he sort of has that scumminess about him in a sense. He does, yeah. <laughs> um, but also, you know, he's really handsome, and yes. you know, anytime you ask, like, he does nothing for me. But a lot of women love Colin Farrell. Like they, they, he does it for them, and uh, I. That's why I think shares that with the character Tom as well because yeah. a lot of I mean he a lot of women are attracted to him right for sure. um you know he's got that ability to be like really charming and, but then underneath all of that he's like rotten <laughs> <laughs> and I feel that Colin Farrell totally could have like pulled it off yeah. I think he would have done a better job yeah yeah I think that's a pick. good pick for sure um, for Anna 
his uh, his new wife. Mm-hmm. So it was Re- Rebecca Ferguson, and you know, again, she's a really good actress. I like yeah, her. Yeah, she was fun. Yeah, she was just in that movie that bombed over the weekend. Oh no, the Snowman. Oh okay. <laughs> The reviews for that are, like, horrible. Um, But anyway, she is. I really like her. I think she's a great actress. The first time I saw her was in one of the the last Mission Impossible movie. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And I thought she was really good. But, like, again, like, I wouldn't have picked her for this role. I don't know. It just felt like the casting was so off. I agree. With all of these characters. Like, every time I would see, like, a new, uh, you know, a new actor being added, I'd be like, has anybody even read this? book <laughs> have they read this book like oh, has the, has the team who's working on this even read this book because these this is all wrong so <laughs> my pick for anna um would have been sienna miller <gasps> that's I mine think, no we matched up yay oh my God. <laughs> that's amazing that's very cool yeah yeah, yeah. i agree yeah, obviously I <laughs> sienna miller and you know that was the other thing. Like, physically, I felt that, and I know that now I'm being really, like, really nitpicky, but mm-hmm. physically, I felt that most of the, the actors that they selected for these roles, the physicality was not there either. Right. Well, because um, their dis- their physical description is given to you in the book. Yeah. And so, anyway, I would have picked Sienna Miller. I thought she would have been... Uh, I, th- I think Sienna Miller, again, is another actress who is very much underrated. Yes. Um, you know, she's she's d- been around for a long time. She's done, like, uh, a lot of film work, and she's a really good actress. Mm-hmm. I think she has the ability to... She has so much range, and um, I just think that she hasn't been given, like, maybe the opportunities that, that she should have. But I think she would have, like killed this role I think she totally would have been so good and the physicality too like I think and it's funny because I debated um casting her in a different role but I ultimately I thought she would have uh she would have been been perfect for the role of Anna and I think she would have played opposite Colin Farrell like I would have loved to have seen their on-screen chemistry and just the dynamic between them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been really interesting, too. Same thing with Andrea Riseborough. Like, I think opposite Colin Farrell. Like, yeah. I would have loved to have seen that. I would have loved to have seen how they would have played off one another. Yeah. Um, because that's the other thing. I felt like these characters, like, none of them meshed well. I like, agree. Oh, my gosh. It just gosh. wasn't there for me. And I think Sienna Miller opposite Colin Farrell, like, oh, that would have been so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would have selected her. Okay. Um, for the role of Megan or Megan, I don't know how they, I can't remember how they pronounced it in the movie. Because I had, the movie I saw like a while ago. Okay. Um, I would have, uh, they, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't write this down. It was Haley Bennett. Yes. I think that was, yeah, I think that was her name, Haley Bennett. Um, she's a pretty, she's not a very well-known actress. No. Like, she was in music and lyrics. Oh, did really? you ever see that? I did. <laughs> so she played like the pop star. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the, and she hasn't done a lot of film work. So again, like they, they picked somebody who was relatively unknown. So I kind of went with the same sort of um, vibe. And I picked, and I mean, she was fine, but 
I felt like they could have picked someone a bit stronger yeah, uh, yeah. for I the agree. role because I mean she's a major character in the book, right? Yeah. Um, so oh anyway, yeah. I would have picked Sarah Gadon. That name sounds familiar. She has done a lot. She's a Canadian actress. Okay. Um, she's done. She was in uh, a film with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh. The one that they shot here in Toronto, Enemy. Oh, yeah. She mm-hmm. plays his wife in that movie. Um, right now, she's starring in Alias Grace, the, the miniseries oh, that they're yeah. doing for okay. CBC. She's also worked with, uh, she did a movie with, um, oh my gosh, my brain just went blank. He's the Canadian uh, director. He's Adam done McGuire? a lot. No, no, no. He's done a lot of... Uh, horror movies. Oh. Oh my God. Uh, David Cronenberg. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she did, um, she did a, a movie with David Cronenberg. It was the one that Robert Pattinson was in. I can't remember the name of it right now. Okay. Anyway, she is really, she's excellent. Again, she's another one. She's so underrated. But it's funny because when I was reading the book, I actually saw her in the role of... Cool. Of Megan, like okay. I remember while I was reading, I was like, Sarah Gadon would be perfect because Sarah Gadon has like that. Like when you're reading the book, you know, Megan is described as, you know, like the physicality, like she's very petite and whatever, but you know, she's also got like this cool aura of sophistication about her, nice. and I think Sarah Gadon like would have like totally. She just kind of personifies that. Okay. But I think she also would have done a better job with this role than the, the actress that they cast. I think yeah. in terms of range as an actress or actor, I think she she would have um, been really good in the role. I would have loved to have seen how she would have played it. And again, same thing. Like I would have loved to see how she would have acted opposite like Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. I think the dynamic would have been really good. Um, so for her husband, Scott, like, you know what? I like Luke Evans. Okay. I really do. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's a good actor. I even told you, I think he should be the next James Bond. Right. Like, I like him. Um, but I didn't like him for this role. Like, I thought he was all wrong okay. for this role. Yeah. Uh, is I he like British? Me, Luke Evans? Yeah. He oh. is. He's from Wales, I think. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, but he is British. You know, I don't know. You're probably going to laugh, but I would have picked Chris Pine for that. What? (laughs) I would have picked Chris Pine. Really? Yes. Because I think Chris, you know, it's that joke that he made when he hosted SNL. (laughs) Like, he's the least known of the Chris's. (laughs) But Chris Pine, I think, has not been given the right role yet to really like shine as an actor okay i really believe that i think he can act i really do but i just think that you know because he's so attractive (laughs) he's not i don't know he keeps getting cast in uh in stuff that maybe is not like highlighting his acting abilities isn't he in the star trek franchise he is oh okay and i'll tell you why i thought of chris pine He did uh, a movie with uh, Elizabeth Banks. I don't know if you ever saw it. It's called People Like Us. Ah, I think I did. 
And I thought that movie is probably, I can't remember what year that movie was made. I'm going to say, I really should have uh, Googled this, but I'm going to say that it was, it's not that old. I'm actually going to Google it right now while I'm talking to you. Um, okay. It's not that old. Uh, I think it was from 2011, maybe. Okay. Uh, when I saw that movie, I was like, oh, Chris Pine can act. <laughs> this is the one where, and no, spoilers for people like us, but this is the one where he's Elizabeth Banks' brother, but he doesn't tell her? Yes. Okay. I, I'm That's pretty right. sure I did see that. Yeah, it's from 2012, and it only got 53% on oh, really? Rotten Tomatoes. But then it says 88% liked this film. It actually is really good. When I saw that movie, it, it was small. Like, that movie did mm -hmm. nothing at yep. the box office. And it was, you know, I, I mean, if you did see it, I'm surprised. Because I feel like nobody saw that movie. Um, but that was, when I saw that, I was like, Chris Pine can act. Mm -hmm. He's an actor. Uh, so I think he would have really brought, like, an interesting dynamic to this role. Um, because, I mean, the, the character of Scott is, like, he's pretty abusive. He doesn't seem like it at first. Yeah. But as you, you know, read more into the book, uh, he's an abusive guy. For sure. And that was one thing that I almost felt like the movie downplayed, in a sense. I don't know. Did you see the movie? You saw this, right? Yeah, yeah. I saw it in theaters, oh, okay. and then I saw it again a couple oh, of weeks you ago. Oh, you did? Oh, you saw it in theaters. I did. I, um, I'll get into it later, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, like, I, uh, oh my god, I completely just lost my train of thought. Yeah. <gasps> Sorry. Uh, no, I felt that the movie, um, like, I felt that they kind of softened his character a bit. Oh, yeah. In the movie. I agree. Like, yeah, like, I think in the book he's portrayed... Uh, much more as, like, you know, he's... You start to see the darkness yes. in him, especially once he meets Rachel. Um, and, you know, we learn more. So yeah. I really feel like Chris Pine, like, has the ability to, like, get to those layers. You know what I mean? And I think he could have played, like, that sort of... If they'd made him a harder sort of character, like, yeah. I think Chris Pine could definitely go there. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he, he could have done it. And uh, in terms of, you know, they're described, or at least from Rachel's perspective in the book, they're described as like this, you know, she's made up this whole backstory because she sees them, yeah. you know, when she's on the train. And she's got this whole sort of romanticized idea of them, mainly because of how they look. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they look absolutely. like the perfect couple. They're both so beautiful. And not to say that the actors that they that they chose were ugly. I mean, Luke Evans is attractive, so was the other girl, Haley Bennett. But in my mind, those two act like Chris Pine is so attractive, or at least yeah. I think he is. And, you know, a lot of people do. Like, they see him and, you know, he, they, he's just so attractive. And I think that's part of the problem. Like, he's been typecast, right, right. in a sense. Um, but yeah, I think it would have been interesting to have made the, you know, made the character dark, like, stuck with the source material, mm -hmm. keep him dark, mm -hmm. and I think Chris Pine, like, could have, like, really killed it. Um, yeah, so that's who I chose. Okay. Um, and then the other character that I recast was the doctor. Yep. Megan's, 
uh, therapist. Mm-hmm. So they picked, I had to actually Google all of this because I had no idea who that actor was. Yeah, me neither. Um, so his name is Edgar Ramirez and mm-hmm. he's done, um, he's a film actor primarily, I think. Okay. He was in Zero Dark Thirty, oh. Born Ultimatum. He hasn't had like any big roles. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was like, who is this guy? This guy is awful. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is wrong. Like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't understand why he was cast. Okay. Like, physically, I thought he was all wrong for the role. Oh, okay. Um, and, you know, like, the way he's described in the book, he's described as, like, a slim man, like, sort of very exotic looking, um, and, you know, and not for anything, but then they, they cast this guy. Like, there's nothing exotic about this guy. Okay. What, just because his name is Edgar Ramirez, Ramirez or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> then, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I just didn't think that he was that great. Anyway, okay. if I was casting him, I would have cast, uh, again, like, I feel like I'm casting all these unknown sort of people. I would have cast Alexander Siddig. Who? <laughs> like people are like, who the hell is that? Yeah. If you watch Game of Thrones, oh, which the, most of the world does, you would know who he is. Okay. So he was on Game of Thrones. He played uh, Doran Martell. Um, and what's his last so, name? Siddig. S i d d i g. Okay. I think he fits the description. Okay. But beyond physicality, um, you know, because. He's kind of described as being a little bit older in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he would have just fit the character perfectly. Like cool. I think if you've ever, if you had ever seen any of this actor's work, you mm-hmm. would have been like, yeah, totally. I just could totally see him as as that character. Like you know, in the book, Doctor Abdick is very. He's very like subdued. He's very. He, seems like very he's very calming yeah um you know he's very low-key but then while you're reading it at the same time you're kind of like this guy might have some edge like you right. know at one point I definitely thought that maybe he is the one who killed yes uh Megan right mm-hmm. and I really feel like Alexander Siddick could definitely go there like okay. I thought for sure he would have been good um the other I only cast two more um, characters. The character of Kathy, Rachel's roommate. So Laura Prepon, again, I don't know, like, I don't know. Is she friends with somebody who, is she friends with the casting director? Like, (laughs) I don't know. Because I didn't get it. Yeah, I I thought that was a really strange choice, too. That felt so random to me. And I was just like, I totally, totally don't get it. I'll tell you, when I was reading the book, you know who I envisioned as Kathy? Uh, I envisioned Emily Mortimer. Oh, okay, yeah. As Kathy. But, like, I don't know if she would be too big of a name. Like, I don't know. She's not that big of a name. She's done, like, She's known, but she hasn't starred in anything. I really saw her as as Kathy, because in the book, Kathy sort of seems like this, you know, like, she's she's caring, like, she's, Mm -hmm. you know, she keeps trying to give Rachel all these chances, she keeps trying to, like, be her friend, and I don't know, I just kind of thought of Emily Mortimer, like, she sort of has... Yeah, I like her, and in all the roles that she plays, she's always sort of like this great supportive mm-hmm. um, 
role, and I really saw her as as Kathy. I don't know, but you know, maybe a lot of people would be like, "Oh, she's too old for the role," or oh. whatever. I don't know. But she's young looking though, so it doesn't matter. I think she, I think she would have been good. <laughs> I think so too. Um, That's a good pick. And the the other role that I cast, the lady cop. Yes. Because Detective Riley. Really, yeah, they really kind of highlighted her. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was Allison. Janie in the, or Janie, whatever her name is. Yeah. Um, you know, she's fine. Yeah, I, I really like Allison Janney. I like her too, but again, like, I don't know. I just, I was, the casting seemed so off on this. <laughs> I would have picked Toni Collette. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought she would have brought, like, a whole different dimension to the role. Mm. Um, like, I, Toni Collette, to me, can do no wrong. I think she does. <laughs> Like, I think she's great in everything that she does. I think okay. she's so versatile. She has so much range as an actor. She's amazing. And I think she would have um, just brought, like, a different sort of energy to the role. Hmm. Okay. And uh, I think she just would have brought, like, a different sort of vibe to it. I don't know. I can't describe it. The uh, only other thing that I can say about this is um, Lisa Kudrow. Yes. I don't even know why. That was an added character. Yes. Because that character is not in the book. Yes. And, like, I don't know why they decided to do that. I don't understand why they, and I, I don't know. I think the only reason that they brought her in was um, to move the plot along because Lisa Kudrow basically reveals to Rachel that Tom was lying to her. For right. years. Um, again, like, I don't know. I, I think don't. she was just a plot device. She had to move the plot she, along. Yeah, she's a plot device. Yeah, and I actually like, wanted to ask you, because it's been a while since I read the book and I only read it once, um, how does Rachel remember or come to the conclusion that Tom had been lying to her while they were together? Uh, well, it's mostly, it's just her memories. Oh, like, she I finally see. starts to remember things. Okay. So I understand what you're saying totally. Like I can, because you know when you're in a book, um, there's sometimes certain things that you have to change. Yeah. I get it because it's all in the you know it's all in the character's mind or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like how is that going to translate to screen, right? For sure. So I get that, but like why Lisa Kudrow? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like I didn't recast that role because I no, me I feel like they probably could have done it in a different way. Yeah. That wouldn't have even been something that I would have added into the movie. Okay. But what I thought was funny was that her name is Monica in the movie. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, why didn't you just call her Phoebe? <laughs> yeah, they it's true because it's a made up character. They could have put any name. <laughs> or you know what? They should have called her Ursula. Remember oh my god. Twin? That's amazing. Why didn't you just call her Ursula? They totally should have. <laughs> like, just the whole thing, you know, I was not, like, I was not a fan yeah. of the whole, they'd start, to me, it started off on the wrong foot with casting it, like, you know, yeah. having it in New York. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then the main thing for me was that the, um, the casting, like, none of the characters seemed to, like, mesh. Yeah, uh, it all it just seemed to be like random choices, and I don't know. I was really disappointed because I loved the book, and I felt like they could have made a completely different movie. 
Um, Had they just, you know, said it in London and had obviously had different actors. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So, yeah, so those are my choices. Awesome. What are yours? Um, I'm now looking at mine and thinking I did not, I didn't necessarily think of how these people interacted with each other. I just thought of the character. I, I did oh, what no. I think the casting directors of the movie did. But anyway, we'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, and I also had a real problem narrowing down. So a lot of mine are this person or that person. Um, so anyway, uh, for the character of Rachel, I... One of the things that is mentioned over and over again in the book is that she is overweight. She has gained a lot of weight, um, I think, when she started drinking, basically, is what the book says. Um, And by casting Emily Blunt, I felt like Hollywood was doing that thing where they're like, no, no, we can't put an overweight person as a lead character. Nobody would go to see the movie. And so I tried to pick... Someone who is not as felt. Oh, and get this. I, I have to throw this in now. Um, one of the IMDb trivia comments is that in the book, Rachel is chubby and Emily Blunt was in the early stages of pregnancy. So that is chubby Emily Blunt, according to IMDb. <laughs> yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Like, physicality, I think... Like, I mentioned that. I think they were all off on the physicality of these characters. Yeah. Um, And I I also put a, um, like, a limit, I guess, on myself, because I wanted to put the book in London as well. And so I tried to only get um, British actors. Oh, okay. So, in fact, now I think I'm going to say somebody who might be Australian, not British. (laughs) But anyway, for Rachel, um, I thought of Rebel Wilson, and I know that she's very much a comedic oh, actress. Sorry. Rebel Wilson. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have. <laughs> oh my god. Go ahead. Finish laughing. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that funny of a pick. Oh no! <laughs> okay, sorry. No, go on. <laughs> go on after that. <laughs> sorry. How can I go on after that? <laughs> um, I really wanted to pick. Like, I wanted to give this story role to a larger actress. <laughs> you wanted to give it to one of the Bellas? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, what's a Bella? <laughs> um, yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe no, they could have on. turned it into a musical with Rebel Wilson as the lead. Sorry, no, I'm not, and you know what, for anybody who's listening, that's you, Pedro. Um, <laughs> I do not want anyone to think that I am making fun of Rebel Wilson because I'm not like I I love Rebel Wilson I mean like I could care less what Rebel Wilson looks like I'm not laughing because you know she's considered overweight or whatever that's not why I laughed but go on sorry (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I, I was really, like, for me, I was more hung up on the physicality because I don't know if Rebel Wilson could do this role, to be honest. Um, <laughs> looking at what she's done. But... Okay, here's the thing. Here's, I'm going to interrupt you. Um, so here's the thing about... <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Come on. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Okay. Um, here's the thing with Rebel Wilson. Okay, I see what you're saying <laughs> by wanting to cast like an actress that is more um, is more like how she's described in the book. Mm-hmm. But like, I got the sense that Rachel, the way she's described in the book, is like you know, maybe, like, slightly overweight, like, you know, maybe 10 or 15 pounds, right? Like, Rebel Wilson, I think, I don't know. Like they, you In know, the book, there are some moments where they imply that it's not just 10 or 15 pounds. Okay. Well, that's where we disagree. But go on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I won't interrupt you again. Go no, on it's Rebel fine. Um, go on. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so I'm just going to go on to the next one then, uh, Tom. <laughs> that's it? Yeah, that's so, it. That's all I'm going to say. So, okay, I have a question. So you only, char- like, did you only pick Rebel Wilson because she's, like, a larger, like, actress? Is that the only reason you chose that's her? That's part or? of it. That's not the only okay. reason. I think, okay. again, granted, we've only seen her do pretty light, fair, silly comedies, etc., but she's quite good, and I don't know. I feel like I feel like she could handle it. Okay. It's a pretty large role, <laughs> but I think she'd do a decent job. <laughs> she might not knock it out of the park, but I think she would do well. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm just gonna move on then. And uh, Tom, I. I recast. Okay, so for Tom, I thought because he's kind of um, described as such a great guy initially and, um, you know, he appears to treat Rachel really well and she's the bad guy kind of thing. And um, it's not until the end that you actually see what a psycho sociopath he is. Um, I... I wanted to pick somebody who is kind of, I guess, unassuming maybe would be the right word or who doesn't necessarily appear like they're bad at first, but who could handle that. And I thought of Killian Murphy, actually. Oh, yeah. You know what? It's funny that you say that because I actually almost selected him. Really? Nice. Yes. Like he was, he was like a close... Like, I debated whether I should cast him or Colin Farrell, but ultimately I went with Colin Farrell. But Killian Murphy, 100%. But now how would Killian Murphy, like, act opposite Rebel Wilson? (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. I can't stop. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm really glad that we didn't discuss this. (laughs) I could never have faked. Oh, boy. Yeah, like, that's the thing when, and I get what you're saying, like, um, you know, that's one thing that I'm always really conscious of when I'm I'm picking my casting choices Mm -hmm. is, like, how will these people act opposite one another? So how do you think Rebel Wilson would be opposite um, Killian Murphy? Like, I can't 
see that pairing <laughs> in, in my brain. Well, they're not together in the movie anymore. Right. And I think it would but be fine. we have fine. to believe. Yeah, okay. Uh, also, right. let's remember that I did preface my picks by saying I did not think of how they would work yeah. together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, like admittedly, I didn't really consider that. I just thought of the character, tried to remember what I could from the book, and cast it that way. Okay. So, um, so yeah. next, the the next one was Anna, and yeah. oh, so we've already discussed that. I picked Sienna Miller as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. I really, you know, like, I think she would have been so good. Yeah, me too. Role. But you know what? I considered her casting casting her for uh, Megan as well. Oh, okay. Um, I think maybe people, like, would be like, oh, she's a bit too old for Megan. Uh, but mm, she looks yeah. really young. But, yeah, I think she would have agreed totally. I think she would have made an awesome Anna. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'll just go on to Megan then. And I did pick somebody younger for Megan. I thought of Emily Browning. I don't know if you know who that is. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Is I think she's... Your pick? She. I, I have two picks for Megan. Oh, okay. So she's one of them. I, I think she is, like, just adorable, first of all. <laughs> but she could also be a bit dark. And I, I think that uh, that's necessary for Megan. Um, and then the other person I thought of was Gemma Arterton, who I think definitely could have handled that role, too. Gemma Arterton, yeah. 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 <clears throat> In terms of physicality, like, <clears throat> I don't see Gemma Arterton. Like, I would see Emily Browning more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I like Emily Browning. I think she would have been. Yeah. yeah. I think mm -hmm. she would have been good, yeah. And um, I also have two picks for Scott, and now I'm worried that you're going to laugh again because they're they're very strange. They're not they're not similar to each other, first of all. Okay. Um, but so for Scott, what I really thought of is um, because his character is very dark, as you were saying, and you're supposed to think at some point that he is the killer, and so. Right. And also, I was feeling a little bit um, like I didn't have enough diversity in my picks. Oh, okay. And I thought Idris Elba would be a really good Scott. As Scott? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. um, he's supposed to be, like, good-looking and I think muscular, if I'm not mistaken. If I think that's in the book. Must, yeah, for sure. Like, he's definitely, like, you get the sense that he works out. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I could really picture him in that role. I think he would be really good. Mm -hmm. But then my, my second pick is, um, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Lucia, you're killing me. <laughs> I think you just want a movie with Benedict Cumberbatch. Obviously. Um, <laughs> of course I, I do. I do not see him as Scott at all. Uh, continue. Now, why, why, why Benedict Cumberbatch can be very dark. Yes. <laughs> I, totally, think, I totally agree. Yeah. Now, obviously, he would be more like, let's say, unassuming. Um, he wouldn't, like, you wouldn't automatically think of him as a killer necessarily no. until you get well, more into it. He's also not the most obvious choice, like certainly not for like you know a hunky sort of. Cause in I that, think when he's hunky. <laughs> yes, I I know you do. Yes, and there's people who agree with you absolutely. For sure. Like there's 
the what do they call them? The cumber bitches or whatever. I don't know. I do not call myself that, but yes, no, that is what they're called. Shouldn't, but that's apparently what the, some of them yeah. call themselves. Mm-hmm. His fans. Yeah, I. I'll be honest. Like I do not see him <laughs> at all in that role, and I don't see Rachel as. Uh, <laughs> I know you don't. Wilson, but okay, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> oh boy! All right. <laughs> so moving right along. Uh, Who else did you cast? Doctor, I cast all the same ones as you. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Yeah. So for Dr. Abdick, um, this was one I actually pictured when I was reading. Um, I don't know if you remember, and I'm not going to know how to say his last name, Goran Viznik oh, from yes. ER. I don't yes. know. I Like, even reading the book, that was who I pictured. And I don't yeah. often do that. So... Yeah, he was definitely my pick for the doctor. And yeah. age-wise, I think he's pretty appropriate, and he he is, I guess, exotic-looking <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yay, thanks. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Does that she, make up for Rebel Wilson? No, it doesn't, <laughs> but... <laughs> um, I definitely could see him in that role, mm-hmm. for sure. Like, I definitely could see him playing that role yes nice all right good nothing more to say then (laughs) no what about the lady cop oh yeah no and kathy as well i agree with you i don't know laura prepon what like it just feels like it came out of nowhere it was super random and i really like emily mortimer i think that's a good pick mine was actually emily blunt i think she would have been good as the Uh, roommate (laughs) okay because you know Yeah, normally, like, she seems like a very sweet person in real life. She's often played many very, like, sweet characters. And I, I don't know, I could picture her as that roommate who's, like, trying to be helpful. Yeah. I, like, I see what you're saying. I think Emily Blunt, though, is too much, is considered too much of a leading lady. Right. Yeah, yeah, she's too big for that role, for sure. But even I feel like Laura Prepon kind of is. Like, she's not in a lot of movies, granted, but, I mean, she's done all right for herself, and most people know who she is. She felt like too big of a person for that role, too. Too big of a star. Really? I think so. See, see, I disagree. I don't think so. I think she's lucky that they threw her that bone, to be perfectly (laughs) honest. Yeah, I know, that sounds so mean. But, like, honestly, like, I think she was lucky to even get that role okay. in this in this movie because, I mean, I know she's on Orange is the New Black. Yeah. And, yeah, like, people know who she is, absolutely. But I don't think that she necessarily has the name power that maybe you, you are giving her. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but... Yeah, Emily Blunt. Uh, you wanted to. You wanted to give her a role in the movie. I felt bad. <laughs> I felt bad taking away the starring role yeah, from her. <laughs> yeah. And then, who did you cast as the the lady cop? The Detective Riley character. I thought uh, Kate Winslet would do a good job of it. Oh, Kate Winslet. Yeah. yeah. Again, like I think she's. So, like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could see her taking a supporting role. Do you know what I mean? Right. She also has maybe too big like, of a she's star still offered power. those roles, you know, and that's what becomes interesting about certain actors is, you know, they start to become so famous that it's only lead roles yeah. that they take. Mm-hmm. And maybe sometimes that's to their detriment. 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know. For me, kind of like you were saying with Toni Collette, to me, Kate Winslet can do no wrong. I think she's wonderful in everything she does. Um, even if she's in a turd movie, she's the best part of it, like The yeah. Holiday. <laughs> yes. She was the only well, good part of that movie. And, yeah, I, uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Well, even my pick for Toni Collette. I mean, Toni Collette probably has too much name power for like a role like that, right? But that role... I, uh, maybe the, I'm, now I'm trying to remember the movie because it was a pretty big role in the book, was it not? It, well, it was. It wasn't one of the top three or anything, but it was still like. You know, it was somewhat significant. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't a cameo so. or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so. I guess in the movie, she the role was slightly smaller. Um, and so, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe somebody like Kate Winslet or even Tony Collette would be too big for a role like that. But again, yeah. Alison Janney is not, and maybe it's just because they're TV people, not movie people as much, but Alison Janney is a pretty big name as well. She is. I mean, she's definitely well known for sure. Yeah. She was in Spy. Remember Spy? Oh, well, with, that's um, right. She, and she played like the, the F or the chief or whatever. Yeah, she yeah. She played like a, a cop in that too. Um, but yeah, it was, um, that was when I was picking Tony Collette, I was like, ah, Tony Collette's probably like too big for the role. But yeah. that's who I would like to see in the role. Right. Like, ultimately, it's who you would like to see in the role. And that's what I was about with. to say. What we're doing here, we're not literally casting any movies. No. And so. I love, no, listen, thank you for making me <laughs> laugh. Because Rebel Wilson, like that will go down in the archives oh, of our podcast. That's you know what? When Rebel Wilson gets her first dramatic role and kills it, I'm going to come back to you and say, see? Yes. <laughs> Please do. Like, when she does get her first dramatic role, definitely uh, let's talk. Because, <laughs> oh, man, that was good. And Benedict Cumberbatch is hot. That's a good one, too. <laughs> he was my second choice. <laughs> no, stick with it. With uh, Idris, Idris Elba, Elba, yeah. Yeah, for sure. If you're going to pick anyone, I think, like, he would be it. I could certainly picture Idris Elba in the role more than Benedict Cumberbatch. I think I just really wanted to put him in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's good. Thank you, Lucia. Yeah, this yeah, you're welcome. This is the fun part of it, is like, you know, <laughs> we surprise each other with oh, these, yeah. with these little bits yeah yeah um now if uh if it's okay with you i'd like to throw out some of the trivia that i noticed about yes, the movie go for it um so initially chris evans was attached to play tom really yeah and then there were some scheduling conflicts with uh conflicts with a movie called gifted i i don't know what that is and that oh. forced him to drop oh. out oh yeah that's the movie he just did with jenny slate was in it oh okay uh, you know, it's interesting because if I was going to cast Chris Evans, I would cast him as Scott. Me not too. Tom. I totally agree. Yeah. Like, I could see him as Scott. <clears throat> yep. 100%. Yeah, for yeah me sure. too. I actually considered casting him, but then I was like, no. Give the other too, Chris. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think, I don't know that Chris Evans can hit those dark notes. Yeah, maybe. I, I haven't I seen a lot of Chris what he can do. Yeah, I haven't seen Chris Evans be able to go there yet. Okay. Um, I think Chris Pine could. I don't think mm-hmm. Chris Evans. No. no. Like, I 
I don't think Chris Evans would have been good in this movie, but if I was going to cast him in any role, it would have been as Scott, not Tom. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, And then Paula Hawkins apparently had Michelle Williams in mind as Rachel, which is kind of weird because Michelle Williams is not British and her book is British. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, when I was casting, when I was picking my my, uh, casting choices, like, I didn't necessarily think, oh, I have to have an all-British cast. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I don't. I mean, I've, you know, I picked, like, Sarah Gadon is is Canadian, and And Chris Pine is American, and, um, you know, I think I I mostly have, like, a British whatever Mm -hmm. cast. Uh, But, yeah, like... Like, uh, Michelle Williams, I don't see her. As, Me neither. Like, yeah, Michelle Williams definitely is, she can definitely do, you know, the dramatic yes. roles, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, like, not at all. I would yeah. not see her Michelle at all Williams Rachel. could handle that role, but I don't see it. No. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, just about the book, by 2016, the novel was the fastest-selling adult novel in history. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. I feel that, you know, critics didn't really seem to connect with this book. Like, you know, I haven't really read any good sort of um, critiques of, oh, the, really? of the movie, right? Oh, and, of the movie, sorry. Yeah, of the movie. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed this book, and I think it's a shame like what they did with the movie I really do yeah and uh, especially if you're talking about like the fastest selling novel then you should really take a little more care with the movie because that means a lot of people have read the book yeah and I like I said I think part of the problem was that they should have had like a British director even yeah had a different Tate Taylor like I'm not I don't have like a personal vendetta against (laughs) Tate Taylor um but I don't think that he was the right person for this project at all. I just don't. Yeah, I don't don't know how they picked him either. (laughs) Um, Uh, I just feel like everything was really off on it. uh, And do you want to hear who was originally attached to play Scott? Who? Jared Leto. No. Apparently. Ew. (laughs) Why ew? No. Jared Leto. (laughs) All I will say is Jared Leto, no. Hard pass, no. I absolutely do not see him as Scott. Like, (laughs) physically, no. No, no, not Um, at all, physically. You know, Jared Leto needs to stop thinking that he's 25 and trying to convince the world that he's 25 because (gasps) those days are long gone. Scott is not 25. No, but, like, Jared Leto's too old. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I yeah, don't, maybe. No. And oh, you're No. And no. Jared Much Leto, like Michelle Williams, I feel like Jared Leto could pull it off, but I don't see him. I feel like Jared Leto it. is too dark. <laughs> maybe. For, like, I think he would bring too much. Maybe that's because, like, I saw him just yesterday in uh, Blade Runner. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I just think Jared Leto is, Jared Leto is too method of an actor. Like, I can't even see him <laughs> wanting to do a project like yeah. this. Like, I, I would see him completely turning his nose up 
at a character that is so basic. I wonder when this was that he was attached. Like, it was probably pre... Maybe even pre-Suicide Squad. Who knows? Like, honestly, I feel like Jared Leto would have looked at the script and been like, I'm not a basic bitch. Well, apparently he was attached. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, Okay. (laughs) And then lastly, uh, Paula Hawkins, the author, filmed a cameo for the movie that was eventually cut. Aw, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, like, Tate Taylor didn't let her be in her own book adaptation. I know. That seems harsh. (laughs) Why couldn't she have been Monica? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Exactly. Oh, man. I don't know. Um, Any any other comments that you want to add, Lucia? Um... Well, I was commenting on yours as we went through. I really liked Emily Mortimer. I thought that was a really good pick. Um, I really think, uh, oh my god, I just forgot his name. Colin Farrell is also a really good pick for Tom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously, I agree with your Anna. Yeah. <laughs> Killian Murphy, like, agreed with you 100%. <laughs> Killian Murphy could have played Tom. For sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, because Killian Murphy ha- has that ability to like be really charming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's the kind of actor that you know, if you were sitting watching the movie, you'd be like, "Yeah, I can totally see why he got all these women." Yeah. But then also, I can see like he plays that darkness so well, but he can play charming really well. Yes. Um, yeah. Did you ever see Red Eye? That movie that he did with Rachel McAdams. No. You should watch that. Okay. Like, definitely watch that. That is such a good movie. And, like, essentially, that's kind of the character that he sort of plays. Like, someone who is very, initially, who is very charming. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who, like, has that, that charisma that is, like, really magnetic. Yeah. And then you just watch it all <laughs> dark. And you're like, what? Yeah, so definitely I think Killian Murphy has the, he's got the acting chops, like, to pull off a role like that. Oh, for sure, yeah. For sure. I knew you would like that pick. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. So now it is time for a special new segment. Um, I'm going to see if I can get this audio lined up. I hope so. Okay, here we go. Okay, did you hear that? Did you hear that at all? (laughs) I heard that. Okay, this segment is called Hold Me Close, Young Tony Danza. Young Tony Danza? Yeah, that's what the line is. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, what we do in this segment is we put Tony Danza into the movie because he should be working. (laughs) Yes. Tony Danza, I like that. That is great. Tony Danza should be working more. Well, yes. I told you he has something coming out on Netflix. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to whatever yeah, that I'm, may be. I'm stoked yeah. for Tony Danza on Netflix, absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay, well, what role would you put Tony Danza in? Okay, so let's say ignoring his age. Because he might not fit a role because of the current age that he's at or whatever. But I would really like to see him in the role of Scott. I thought you were going to say you'd 
put him in the role of Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he could do it. <laughs> he can do anything. Yeah. Um, Scott. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if I could see Tony Danza as Scott. He's pretty buff. He's buff. Yeah. And Absolutely. I feel like Scott has to be buff. Yes. And so I like that. And granted, it's hard to imagine a dark side of Tony Danza. <laughs> and both Tom and Scott require that dark side. And so does Dr. Abdick even, because you're yeah. supposed to suspect all of them of murder at some point. Right, right, right. So if, if that's the case, like if we really can't picture him like having a dark side, then he could be the detective and we'd have to make it a man detective. <laughs> well, you know what? If, see, if I was casting Tony Danza, I actually would cast him as Dr. Abdick. And yeah. maybe that's because of his age. Okay. Um, because Dr. Abdick is described as, he's, he's described as older, I'm pretty sure, in the book. Mm -hmm. or I, I think so. Older. Yeah. Um, but I could also see, you know, there's something really sort of, uh, like, comforting about Tony Danza that I could see him being able to, to play that okay. that character. Yeah. And in terms of darkness, like, I don't know, I think, yeah, definitely Dr. Abdick, like, there is that darkness about him, or you sense that there could be, right? Yeah. Um, I think Tony Danza would be able to go there for that particular role. Like, I'm not so sure about Tom or Scott. I don't know that Tony Danza could reach those depths right. of, of acting darkness. Yeah. Um, but I think he could do it for, for Dr. Abdick, for sure. Mm -hmm. he could, you know who we forgot? The man on the train. Oh, that poor the guy has hardly any lines or anything. Yeah, <laughs> but he, in the book, he's kind of significant because yeah. he definitely keeps thinking about him. Yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, he could be the man on the train. Yes, he totally could. <laughs> he totally could. Like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I could totally see him as that role because the man on the train is like... He's always, like, really nice to Rachel, mm -hmm. and, like, she remembers him as, like, helping her, yeah. and, like, you know, being all friendly, and that could be Tony Danza. I like it. Yeah, that's good. Nice. That's he should have been the yeah. man on the train. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, we'll just, okay, that's it. We've changed. We're going to make him the man on the train. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. I like that. Okay, excellent. So, um... We'll we'll kind of wrap up now. And um, yes. would you recommend this movie? No, not <laughs> at all. And if I was to rate it, if I was to give it a rating, I would give it like a three or a four. Ooh, yikes! Oh yeah, no, I would not recommend this movie to anyone. Okay, like even you know how you in casual conversation you're like, oh, you should watch. No, I would not. Like this is a movie that if it happens to be on. Uh, the W Network <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon, then yeah, sure, like, why not, if you have nothing else to do, okay. um, but no, absolutely uh, okay. not, like, I have nothing good to say about this movie. <laughs> um, I also would not recommend it, but I think I was a little bit more generous in my rating. I would give it a 5 out of 10, because okay, well. I, I I think it has a lot of problems, and, and like I said, I wouldn't recommend it, but... I think it had some moments. And Emily Blunt, I think, even though she was miscast, I think she did a really good job. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, she's she's a, a good actress. Mm -hmm. And she definitely...
definitely did what she could with the material that yeah. she was given, right? Exactly. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it speaks the fact that she was nominated, uh, you know, for all these awards. Right. Speaks to the fact that you know she took this role and she really made it into something. Like she made it her own, and and she definitely gave it life, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, Girl on the Train was an excellent pick for this podcast, Janet. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, nice. Yay, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if anyone is listening <laughs> and uh, you have some recommendations for maybe some miscast roles or miscast movies that you would like to send to us, um, you can send it to repodcasting is the Twitter handle. It's also the Instagram handle and Snapchat. Um, or you can email us at repodcasting at gmail.com. So that's only for our one listener, Pedro, who's <laughs> our cousin. So yeah, uh, Pedro, please send us some recommendations. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for joining me on the phone today, Janet. No problem, and uh, we'll definitely have to pick our next movie for episode three of Repodcasting. Yes, thank you very much. Talk thanks. to you soon. Goodbye. Okay, So, um, so I took Pedro's advice and I got liquored up before our recording. <laughs> um, it's eight o'clock in the morning. In Calgary. <laughs> I'm just I kidding. Don't know of what course. You, put, you put some, you put a shot in your matcha.